With the latest business news, I'm Giles Beckford. Fast food operator restaurant brand's half-year profit has slumped more than 85% on the back of higher costs, staff shortages and global inflation pressures. The group, which operates in four regions, Australia, New Zealand, the Pacific and California, has the KFC, Taco Bell, Carl's Jr. and Pizza Hut brands. It says it's increased prices across all of them, but it's not been enough to offset the cost increases. With the details, here's our business reporter, Kim Moody. The company's profit was just $2.2 million from $15.3 million a year ago, despite a 10% rise in its revenue as it opened more stores. But its earnings have been hammered by higher input costs and higher interest rates, leading to increased funding costs. It struggled to staff some outlets, forcing some stores to cut their operating hours. And at the same time, it's having to pay more for ingredients and wages, which have eaten into its margins. Sales grew best in Australia and were solid in New Zealand and the Pacific, but its Californian outlets edged lower as consumers cut their spending. Restaurant Brands says it's looking to cut costs and raise prices, but it's having to walk the line between recovering costs and putting off customers over the second half of the year. It expects a full-year profit of between 12 and $16 million against last year's $32 million. Online retailer Mighty Ape is teaming up with the telecommunications company One New Zealand, formerly Vodafone. It's offering mobile service and unlimited data plans. Mighty Mobile will offer plans from $40 a month, initially targeting about 700,000 users who subscribe to its platform. Its chief executive, Grace McKinley, says today's launch is just the beginning for Mighty Mobile, which will offer additional services such as data roaming and expectedly by the end of the year. Mighty Ape is known for its range of products and super fast delivery, and we thought extending our commitment to a new area. So telco market um, is the area we decided to enter. And it's about time for New Zealand to experience unlimited data without thinking about it. One New Zealand chief executive, Jason Paris, says Mighty Mobile complements One's mobile service, which of course has millions of local customers. Yeah, we try and differentiate, and but uh, our, our job is to uh, ensure that we partner with brands that target different parts of the market. One New Zealand resonates with a lot of New Zealanders, but not all New Zealanders, and so we think Mighty Ape is a nice addition uh, as part of our multi-brand strategy. Well, the services will go online and up for sale from Wednesday onwards. Well, data, oh, sorry, businesses can't afford to ignore artificial intelligence. And that's the view of the head of one of the country's biggest technology firms. The survey of medium to big size companies, 200 in all by Datacom, shows only half have integrated some form of AI at work and half haven't. While six out of ten said they aren't up to speed on the risk it poses. Another finding is that about a quarter of respondents have put in guidelines for the use of AI, and about half that level have audit procedures as well. Datacom's managing director, Justin Gray, says artificial intelligence is probably being used without employers' knowledge in many places. He says, like it or not, businesses now can't bury their heads and ignore artificial intelligence. Part of the, the challenge around saying no is if you think about how we adopt um, digital tools these days or we make um, 
you know, organisations transform digitally. Often they're they're doing that off the back of you know um, big, big global waves of innovation that come from big tech. And I think um, you know these these technologies are being are already embedded in them, and more so are, there are big investments in the in the billions of dollars being made in the platforms that many organisations adopt to run their business. So. I think it's going to be challenging to be able to say no because it's going to limit your access to um, the technology and limit your access to um, productivity. So I think it's a case of um, really needing to say how you say yes and uh, no might be a difficult, a difficult decision to make. That's Justin Gray, Managing Director of Datacom. Well, as you may have heard in the news, Chinese authorities have taken another step to try to stimulate and bolster confidence in their economy by halving the amount of stamp duty on share trading. The finance ministry says the reduction has been done to invigorate the capital market and boost investor confidence. It's the latest in a series of small moves to try to breathe life back into the world's second biggest economy, which is struggling to revive after its scrapped pandemic restrictions at the beginning of the year. The chief investment officer at the U.S. trading platform BBAE, James Early, says the measure is a bit like bringing a peace shooter to a gunfight and will probably have little lasting effect. He says China seems reluctant to take the big policy moves. And you've got a, a government that doesn't want to introduce a lot of stimulus, but at the same time, I think over the past 10 days, uh, $10.5 billion of foreign investment money has left China. Uh, there's definitely some degree of crisis of confidence. That's the real problem. Next, we got youth unemployment very high. We got consumer confidence down. And both of those data points were discontinued after they, they started looking pretty negative. And, and, and certainly property is, is arguably a ticking time bomb. Uh, I, I'm not a, a fear monger, but I see things getting notably worse over the next five years and notably better. That's the chief investment officer at uh, U.S. trading platform BBAE, James Early. Well, 21 minutes past 12. Let's see how financial markets have started uh, the week. I'm joined by Andrew Cathy of Craig's Investment Partners. Kira to you, Andrew. Kira Giles. Well, we've been through some pretty rugged times in the past week or so amidst all the earnings reports. How's the local share market faring today? Yeah, well, no big news today from New Zealand companies on the earnings front. But look, the market was pretty quiet this morning. But since Australia has opened our markets now at 23 points, or about one-fifth of a percentage point at 11,488 points. Any notable moves there? Look, A2 Milk's up $0.07 cents at $5.11. Auckland Airport up 5 at $7.95. EBOS Group up a couple of cents at 36.07. Fletcher's unchanged at $4.88. Fisher and Paykel Healthcare is up 20 cents at $22.48. Infratil up one at cent at $10.04. Port of, Port of Tauranga is a bit weaker, down one at $5.94. And Ryman Healthcare off one at $6.59. Right, what's it looking like? You say Australia's opened up. How's it uh, looking? Yeah, they're stronger than us. They're up uh, just over half a percent, or 39 points. The ASX 200 at 7,154. The banks are stronger. ANZ Bank's up 26 cents at $24.60. BHP up 15 cents at 43.18. Commonwealth Bank of Australia up a dollar at $100.53. CSL up uh, almost a percent at $265.81. NAB up 20 cents at $28.09. Rio Tinto also up 
um, about 13 cents at $107.99. And then Westpac Bank is up 13 cents at 21.45. And Zero having a better day up 90 cents at 119.57. Right, a lot of hand-wringing about the state of the New Zealand dollar and how it's been bobbing around, but mainly lower. What's it looking like uh, today? Yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag. We're slightly stronger against the US dollar at 59.11. Against the Australian dollar, we're still over 92 at 92.09. Against sterling, we're a bit weaker today at 46.92. Against the euro, we're 54.72. And against the yen, we're 86.58. Which leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. Yeah, look, interest rates have pulled back. They were strong last week. But they've just come back. If we look at the 90-day bank bill, it's unchanged at 5.645%. But 10-year interest rates are back at 4.82%. Brent crude, it's trading at $84.74 US a barrel. And gold largely unchanged at US dollars, $1,915 an ounce. Thank you very much. Andrew Cathy from Craig's Investment Partners. A couple of other items of business news this lunch hour. Uh, utilities technology firm like GPS has signed a new customer in the U.S. The unnamed company is described as a U.S.-wide infrastructure company. The new contract will earn the company uh, like GPS somewhere around $1.5 million over the next 18 to 24 months. And the listed brain scre- uh, breast screening software company Volpara Health has sold its interest in a U.S. early-stage software company as it looks to drive profit growth. The Wellington-based but Australian-listed Volpara says it's putting its resources into developing its own products. It invested $250,000 into the U.S. firm, uh, which it will get back with a little bit of interest. And the uh, jobs market continues to hold up. Latest numbers out from Stats NZ this morning show that there was a gain of just over 6,100 jobs uh, in July taking the total to 2.38 million. There was a fall in the number of jobs in primary industries, but gains for the good producing and services industries. We'll update the uh, news and numbers for you at around half past five in Checkpoint, but that's business for now.